You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, here's the thing. When it comes to cap, so the cap numbers came out. You know, you alluded to maybe not having the most money. The Cardinals have the 11th most cap as of today based on the new cap numbers. And that's what yeah, where, where are the Broncos on there? The Broncos are... Are they further down? Let's see. Where's Denver? Denver, Denver. There's Detroit. Where's Denver? Denver. Uh Oh, 13th. So they're behind Arizona in cap. 13th most 13th, 13th most cap room though huh oh that's because i believe i think that like i think that the big money on russell wilson's contract starts to kick in maybe even next year potentially and they shedded by the way a couple of players this season uh, and not going yeah. well yeah. so they i managed to probably clear a little bit of money off their books so they have some stuff to work with there so you're not too but, far but the off. cardinals haven't the cardinals haven't done that yet that's the point the cardinals are 11th in cap and they haven't yet cut robbie anderson they haven't uh worked around some other contracts that like the cardinals will move up on this list yeah uh probably fall within the top eight i would imagine when, when all when all things are said and done so there's money there but when you look about who's next i don't know i mean this yeah. is my problem with us not pulling the trigger because when you look at denver what did denver do they wanted harbaugh plain and simple they went and they reached out to him about three different occasions even after he said he was returning to michigan so Denver was all in on Jim Harbaugh. Harbaugh says no. So then they want D'Amico Ryans. Ryan says, no, I'm going back home. I'm going to Houston, but, you know, whatever. So they fall on their third pick, which is Sean Payton at that point. Arizona, go ahead. No, this is my point, though. It's like maybe yeah. you lucked out, right? Like, I mean, again, Arizona, Sean Payton was not apparently your first pick. You may have wanted him to be the first pick, but he wasn't. If you're Denver, that you got to the point of desperation where you said, 17 million yeah. fine because our first two choices and we were probably willing to pay Harbaugh a significant salary to get him out of the college ranks. Cause you make a ton of money there as a coach, but we missed on him. Then we missed on D'Amico Ryans. And now we're at the point where we can't afford to send Russell Wilson into a season without a veteran experienced head coach that we believe in. Boom. It's going to be Sean Payton. We're going to put all of our trust in him. I can understand that the same philosophy and approach could be used by the Arizona Cardinals. But they're ironically, man, I'll, I'll tell you what, because it's the other point that we want to get to. It is interesting to me that if you're Sean Payton and it is apples to apples, and, and maybe you know, they weren't going to get to the 17 million. Okay, fine. But let's say that they were. Seemingly, the other reports that are going around is that it's not about the organization. It's not about all the personnel. It's not about the control, et cetera, what it's going to look like. It comes down to, as was reported by uh, Pauline with the uh, Pro Football Network, why is Arizona's head coach job taking so long to fill? If you are to believe what people are saying, it's due to Kyler Murray, and it's not because the quarterback has a large say in the matter. Rather, many of the desired candidates don't want to take a job 
knowing they'll be tied to the hip of Murray for the next four seasons. Signed to a five-year, $230 million contract in late August, and anyone who takes the Cardinals job will have no options in the foreseeable future at quarterback. So it comes down to, I mean, this is why I think it's crazy, because Russell Wilson, you have to look at what happened this past year and go, geez, that was a terrible head coach. I can get this dude back on track. And by the way, Wilson has a very long track record of success. There is a ton of doubt and concern around Kyler Murray. He is literally hamstringing this franchise and their ability to move forward successfully, potentially. Yeah. I, I, okay. So I believe, believe the report, but I also believe that Sean Payton wouldn't have cared and he would have came here. I think it comes down to money when it comes down to Sean Payton. I really do. I think we were not ever going to get to the 17 million and it's unfor- again, it's unfortunate because when you look at the coaches that are out there, and now we'll get on the second part of the Kyler Murray piece, but when you look at the coaches that are out there, there's no one right now that screams, I can fix the $250 million man, mm-hmm. one, and I can fix your red zone problems and everything else that you've had. I mean, when you look at the Cardinals and their issues with, with Cliff Kingsbury over the years, it's been they can't score within the red zone ever. Mm-hmm. And so – and and you look at the offense and you're wondering what the hell is going on. We did it all last season. We did it the season before. So when you're talking about bringing someone in right now, it's like, Oh, defensive coordinator after defensive coordinator, you finally get an OC in, in the Bengals OC. And you finally get, you know, you had Reich who you interviewed, but he's, he's out of the mix. Now Sean Payton's out of the mix. You've had three OCs that you've talked to. So again, my bigger Kafka cons- in there from the giants as well. Oh, off, and then Kafka. Yes. Yeah. Kafka just yeah. came up. So now you, now you have two new, OCs that are in the mix. Yeah. But prior to that, it's all been DCs. And it's like, if we're fixing our the root of our problems, like our defense wasn't terrible last year. Is that the direction to go? So when we talk about now why people could be be concerned, I can see a lot of these defensive coordinators being like, listen, I can chew into this quarterback all day, but if this is my first shot at a head coaching job, I now got a quarterback that seemingly has an attitude problem. And yep. now he's going to be injured for half the year, reportedly. Like, I'm going to have a losing season in my first year automatically is kind of the thought. Like, maybe we can work some wonders and be a Detroit Lions of this year where you kind of just, you know, surprise everyone. But mm-hmm. I would dare say you look at the Lions uh, roster, you look at ours, it's it's night and day. So it's it's one of those things where I believe it when, when, when people say, when you hear that report and you say Kyler Murray could be the issue of why people don't come in, it's because you're tying so much cap space up to a guy that seemingly has a lot of issues. And you've seen with the quote unquote guru of a, of an offense as a head coach, he couldn't make it work. So if that guy couldn't make it work and that guy's buddy buddies with Kyler and his family, then who's gonna. So And you know what the problem is to me with this? So uh, Frank Reich is a good example because he goes to Carolina. Okay, you've got Sam Darnold there, but they're, they're going to look to go another direction at the quarterback position. You're coming off being a head coach. So it's a pretty safe landing spot, I would say. You're going to have a lot of latitude, build this thing up, right? At least in, that looks like it from the outside. With If you're a, if you're a first-time head coaching candidate, Arizona is a really difficult one to walk into. Because you're with all the things you lay out about Kyler, it, then it becomes, so if he doesn't want to do it, I may never be a, get a head coaching gig again because I this may be the only shot. If it doesn't work out, if the first year is difficult and frustrating, there's a good chance that I'm one and done. 
and I'm right back out on the street looking for a coordinator job. Maybe I last two years. You're still going to have another multiple year, big number on the, on the cap when it comes to Murray and his contract. So I think that it becomes less attractive for first-time candidates potentially. And then if you're an experienced coaching candidate and you're looking to get your best foot back out in front, whether it's Sean Payton taking a year away from the game or, like I said, a Frank Reich, I think that it looks different too. So it, 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 it's just it's a shame, man, because it becomes this very damned kind of job that in theory, go back and look at the stats from the year prior. Like Kyler Murray from a stat standpoint, from an ability standpoint, should be an attractive asset that you have under control. And instead, it's potentially a deterrent for head coaches. I mean, this is it's a, it's a brutal beat, man. And as someone who is not a lifelong Cardinals fan, I'm starting to get the ulcer in my stomach around what the fan base goes through. Because even when you think you have something, you don't have something. <laughs> I've lived with this my whole life. Thank you, uh, Bird God. Uh, yeah, yeah. This one of the Bears... Welcome to Arizona sports, baby. I mean, this isn't just the Cardinals. This is the Suns. This is the Diamondbacks. This is everybody. I mean, this is uh, this is the history of our of our sports franchises. But the one thing that that I'll say is, you know, you look at like a Dan Quinn. Why would he turn this job down? Because after how it ended in Atlanta, and he's got a good thing going in Dallas right now, yeah. whether he's the heir apparent or not. Next year, guess what? If they do what they did this year defensively. He's going to be the like number one candidate yeah. again. Yep. Which which is why like the issues that they're having today is the reason they needed to go and get Sean Payton because Sean Payton's the only one that when you look at like the New England Patriots and the Belichick and Tom Brady situation, who won that situation? Belichick. You know what things I mean? Go well, he's, things go poorly. He, the head coach is he's okay. Yeah. He's okay, right? Well. The, when you look at the list of coaches that are available right now. Who is going to be safe if there's continued issues with Kyler Murray? The only candidate on that list, in my mind, is Sean Payton. He's the only one with the Super Bowl ring. He's the only one that can say, hey, you know, I've done this. This guy ain't it. And the owner should listen to him. Well, okay. So here, there's one interesting note, and that was around Vance Joseph and basically saying when a new head coach gets brought in, it's likely that he'll be he'll be the let go of him, and that he's going to be a highly sought after defensive coordinator because with this, some of these musical chairs, he could be there. Uh, Wink Martindale is now into his second round and looks like the front runner for the Colts head coaching job potentially. So the Giants would be a landing spot. Maybe one of the coordinators from the Bengals. Both coordinators have been getting interview requests. Could go over there. So it's weird. Because it's like you have a coach <laughs> that is respected and valued around the league. But ironically, if you, let's say, went with Vance Joseph, and I'm not saying that it's even on the table, but if you did, again, the fan base, or at least I would look at it and go, well, this is brutal. Because you're going to go with status quo in a lot of ways, which means nothing will change necessarily with Kyler Murray. My question to you becomes, because you said about Sean Payton and the weight that he would have carried, is there any world where a coach could be hired and is there any world where the GM can do this or was it contingent from ownership? Hey, you're coming in here and Kyler Murray's the guy. Is there any world where the Cardinals are in the QB market from a draft? Like if, if, if the reality is now being presented to them, that coaches didn't want to come here specifically because of the quarterback. Is there a world where the Cardinals understand, you know, maybe we need to think about what it is beyond Kyler and just, yeah, we get it. We're going to, have to eat the bullet here. We're going to have to pay him out. Maybe we can move him at some point. 
but we can't go into a season with a new GM, new head coach, and say it's going to be Kyler Murray or bust because we've already seen that fail. If you weren't willing to pay the money to Sean Payton, you're not willing to eat the contract of Kyler Murray. So what that means is... But it's not even eating, and I know what you mean, but it's not, just to clarify, it's not even eating it. It's just saying we're, we're, we're in top five pick in the draft. That means maybe mm-hmm. a franchise quarterback is sitting there for us and we have an opportunity to say, yeah, we know that we're financially locked in, but guess what? We're going to coach up our rookie, let him develop, and know as that contract winds down for Kyler, we have the guy in place, and we just we accept that we accept that fate. Not if they hire, uh, not with the hires they've made, not with uh, GM money, and then yeah. also you know if they're going to hire a DC as the head coach, they're going to go defensive player number three overall. I mean that's just going to happen, now, unless something crazy happens where D'Amico Ryan somehow influences that they take a defender first overall, and then the the Bears at or sorry if the Bears somehow stay in the number one slot. They take Will Anderson or Carter, one of the two. And then Houston, which is now second, they take the other one. That leaves the Cardinal at th- the Cardinals at three with no QB options. That's where they're going to like, or with only QB options. I'm sorry. That's where they're going to trade back at that point. So get the it ball, just, right. it yeah, really depends where D'Amico go or what D'Amico does with, with the Texans now. And then um, obviously what the bears do, you would think the bears are going to get a haul at one. They're going to trade that pick. And and ultimately, the Cardinals will have at least a choice at one guy. They'll either get Carter or get Will Anderson. And you would think if you have a defensive coordinator and look at, at looking at the Patriots draft history when Monty was there in the scouting department, they typically drafted O-line and D-line a lot. Yeah. So, you know, it's in the history that I would think it, it's it's those guys are bust. I don't think they go quarterback now. But the only option we which we talked about last episode is could they trade Kyler Murray and then maybe go get a veteran quarterback somewhere else? That could be on the table. Maybe that's a way to get out away from the money because as much as Michael Biddle doesn't want to eat Kyler Murray's contract, you literally kind of have like this offseason to trade him or you're stuck and you're going to eat that money. So, you know, if it doesn't improve. And, and that's where it's interesting, the idea of, of it's like – Hey, maybe we are quietly. And what happens with with uh, with Hopkins will be interesting, right? You can kind of look at the roster, and depending on what the GM does here over the course of this offseason, you'll have a little bit of a sense of what they're planning. But in some ways, you can say, okay, yeah. If, if By the way, somewhere in the middle of the season, when Kyler Murray gets back on the field, if it looks like he's healthy, if he still looks like the same player, all that stuff, okay, we can think about what the year after is. But in a lot of ways, it, it can kind of be the – What's smart franchise building here, right? How do we build for long-term success? You mentioned building through the trenches, right? Like we can make those type of smart decisions almost separate from the idea that we have Kyler Murray on this contract because it is what it is now, right? It is what it is. So let's make smart football decisions. And over the next one, two, and three years, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And then we can make the smart decision when it comes to Kyler Murray's contract winding down where cap room goes and all those things. It's, it's, it's the Detroit it's Lions. Man. It's Detroit Lions. When you look at what they did over the past decade, they continued to add talent after talent after talented pieces. But they, they, yeah, but then they were able to sell Matt Stafford for but a, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. They were able to get rid of Matt, right, and move on. Like, like Matt was their big contract that they needed to move. They took a flyer on Jared Goff, which, again, first-round pick, but the Rams had given up on him. I mean, that was, yeah. hey, maybe this guy could work out for somebody. 
and it, it's worked out pretty good. And that's what the Cardinals could eventually do. Now, they're not going to get a haul if they wait too much longer on Kyler Murray. If Kyler yeah. Murray comes back and is a shell of himself over the next couple of years, then, you know, you're going to have a paperweight that you're trying to get rid of and move off of. So you might have to do one of those Brock Osweiler type trades where you're you're sending a draft pick and Kyler Murray to just get off of that contract. We are the bird gang, watch us soar.